I better go to that website. Oh, oh what is shit. that? We forgot to go to this. Damn it. <laughs> to a whole bunch of people having sex in Pintos. Oh, yeah. Mind Gap Podcast. Guys, welcome to Mind Gap. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And oh, it's so good to be doing this. Oi. Oi. Ah. Gorf. I knew it was going to happen. There it is. There it is. Justin is drinking water. Lots and lots of water. Lots and lots of water. Gotta stay hydrated for that marathon. The what? The marathon. The what? The marathon. I found what we're doing for the next hour. (laughs) (laughs) When you when it's funny because when you say it's so good to be doing this, feels good to be back. There's been no break for for you, the listener. But for us, it's been again almost two. If they're they're like you know Officer Brock and they're listening every week, you know. But we didn't miss a week. Yeah, we did. No, we didn't. Yeah. No, we didn't miss a week, but no. it's been a week. For us. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The listener has no concept of why it feels so good for us to be back. Because yeah. Because we, they, we never left for them. Yeah. Well, well, we come out every Thursday. If they right. listened last week, they've had to wait until this Thursday for us to come back. Right, but it's been close to two weeks since we've, since we've done one. You're, you're, dude, are you sure? No. No. You said that, so I <laughs> thought maybe. Did, you, did the listeners hear him? You kind of be like, wait a minute, I'm losing my confidence. Like something Too something weeks. like it was like a, a, a pinhole and a balloon, just pss, the air's going out. It's like, my confidence. Oh, no. <laughs> Guys, we're back. <laughs> it's another Thursday. It's another Thursday. It's another Thursday. And I haven't seen you in a little while, and I'm, I'm happy to see you. Again. Has it been close to two weeks? Uh, close. <laughs> close to two weeks. So that's why it's like, welcome back. It's good to be back. It's good to be here with you in this moment. I have missed talking. What are you doing there with your hand? This is how I talk. I was like, honk, honk. (laughs) No, I didn't realize how much pent up like nerddom I have and just need to get it out, especially like Thor. Yeah. It came out. Sure. I somehow have not. Thor didn't just come out. Thor Ragnarok, the teaser trailer came out. I just want to clarify for the listeners. Sorry. Excuse me. Let me be more specific. Thor you'll be, Ragnarok, you'll the be crucified trailer. like a nerd Jesus out there on the internet unless well, yes, you clarify. No, I feel like this, the savvy ones will know what I'm talking about. What about, about the unsavvy ones? Well, then they got to play to the lowest common denominator here, Justin. Is I'm that? Not, I'm not saying you guys are dumb out there. I'm just saying. They didn't teach you that in, in improv, though. What's they always that? taught you to play to the audience's highest intelligence. No, they say play to your highest intelligence, you dummy. Pretty sure that's a quote. I don't know. I, f- I feel like maybe our level E teacher said that <laughs> in a coked up rage. No, he was like, hey, get out of the way. I want to be in the scene. I want to be in the scene. It's like, oh, you're the worst. Yeah. Um, 45 <laughs> minutes of warm-ups. Woo! Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. Hashtag you're the worst. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm going to eat this egg salad sandwich while you guys talk for 20 minutes. was the weirdest fucking... Sorry, I'm digging up old memories yeah, here. Yeah, no, anyway. Um, yeah, no, so uh, Thor Ragnarok teaser trailer came out. Apparently, I had not seen what is considered the new Guardian. If you go to Marvel's YouTube page, the Guardians trailer, that mm-hmm. is more recent than the Thor trailer mm-hmm. somehow mm-hmm. in the chronological list of videos. I uh, had not seen that. So there was so much that I had seen, and I was like, oh, we, I need to talk about this because there's no one else that I can talk to about this. And I heard rumors that possibly the uh, Star Wars Episode Eight trailer may be coming out on Friday. Oh. Maybe. Oh, my. I figured either... Mark Hamill and Daisy Riddle have been very, very... Uh, uh, visible. Gotcha. <laughs> I was either way works really. <laughs> They've been very visible on on social media recently. I've seen I've seen them pop up like. Well, they're doing a uh, kind of a fundraiser, right? For this, the Omaze, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did that last year or for the last movie. So they're on Monday. They're like, tune in to Good Morning America because we have a big surprise for you. And everyone's like, it's gonna be the trailer. <laughs> right in there. It's like, hi guys, we want to tell you about the Force for Change. Right, it's exactly. Like, Aww. Aww. I mean, I mean, it's great, but, but oh, where's the trailer? Because yeah. they haven't released anything, no screenshots, no. Uh, no, no, nothing. So, and they're doing the Star Wars celebration right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. So, my guess is that either on May the fourth or during this, they're going yeah. to be <clears throat> releasing it. It's got it. I mean, I would assume May the fourth would be the biggest 
yeah possibility in my head it would that would just make sense yeah but i mean honestly i was talking to a huge star wars fan at work and he goes you know what you know what i think travis? would be cool was it travis it's, who's travis yeah travis you know, no travis. it's not it's not travis i'm just saying it's not why who, who's travis travis who's, who's travis work travis yeah i feel like you're up to something here what's going on it's work travis hey justin what's going on with you right now you don't want to know <laughs> doug you have no idea. Travis was mean to me. Oh, that fucking guy. He's dead. Where is he? I know. He's fucking dead. Um, but he was like, um, he was saying, he goes, you know what? You know what I think would be cool? If they never released a trailer. <laughs> that would be- I go, you know what? I'm kind of on board for that. Because you, <laughs> you know what? You know what they're saying? You fucking nerds will still show up to this movie. <laughs> The nice thing about that would be that there would be no possibility of a, a Doug Rage trailer coming out. Very true. One that throws Doug into a white rage yeah. and just... They showed too much! Exactly, yeah. I didn't need to see Vader walking out! Yeah. The music didn't match! Exactly. You know, like that sort of shit. <laughs> so speaking of, of trailers that you uh, that you have issues with or that you don't have issues with, you seem to be pretty stoked about the Thor trailer that yes, came out when I, we were when we spoke the other day. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for it. I think... Uh, do you, you like the new tone they're taking with it? Yeah, I do. It's funny because people kind of rip on Thor. They're like, oh, I saw that article you said. It's like, oh, this is exactly what Marvel trailers needed, a dose of comedy. I'm like, there's comedy in their movies, guys. See, I feel like that – is that what it's – I thought it said this is what the Thor franchise needed was a dose of comedy because – I feel like there's comedy in those movies. Like, The Dark World, I get it. It's not a great movie. It's still – It's The Dark World. I like it a lot, actually. I like that movie a lot. The, the villain is garbage, unfortunately. They just did not use him effectively. There's some good humor. The Lord of the Rings elf? Yeah, yeah. basically, yeah. Um, there's there's good humor in that. I mean, there's a lot of good chuckle moments that I thought were great. And, and you know, they were you know quirky and things like that. I'm like, I don't feel like it's really missing a ton. Yeah. You know? It's you know there's some serious moments which I think were great and there was also some great chuckle moments. They're like oh well those came from Loki. I'm like well fuck you. It came from the movie. Like right. Get out of here with that shit. You have to be very specific with where they come from. Everyone right. needs equal comedic time. Yeah. Because I mean there's a part where he walks in there and he hangs his, he hangs Mjolnir on like the coat hanger. Uh-huh. You know it's hilarious. Right. It's a joke. It was really funny. It was really fucking it's funny. It's subtle humor. It's you know, he funny. takes he takes the uh, he takes the train, the tube right to get to Greenwich. He's asking the cute blonde lady, he's like, uh, how do I get to Greenwich? And she's like, uh, you got to hang on here and there. And she's like, the train stops, you know, goes whatever. She goes, oh, and lands on him. Hilarious. It's very funny. Fucking hilarious. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> no, but I, I think it was good. It's cool because I think it sets up a lot of uh, interesting things. You know, we see Mjolnir get destroyed. Right, which I thought was, I didn't know it could happen. Uh, I want to know who the fuck Kate Blanchett's playing. She's playing. Uh, it's either Hela or Hela. Okay. And she's basically the Norse god of the underworld. Oh, okay. Right. And uh, she looks fucking amazing. Yeah, totally. In, in the movie, uh, I also like the director for this movie. I don't. I can't say his name, not because it's like Voldemort or anything like that. I just can't <laughs> pronounce it. He's from New Zealand, right? And he directed and starred in um, what we do in the shadows. Okay. Which is a Dra- uh, Dracula. It's a vampire mockumentary. I haven't watched it yet. It's on my list. I hear it's fantastic. That's the one with the guy from Flight of the Concords, right? Possibly. Um, but let's find out. He's, shall he's we? directed a couple other films that have gotten really good praise. So when they tapped him to do this, that's high praise. People were like, "What? This guy?" And I was like, "I'm on board. This guy sounds really interesting and has an interesting sort of tone." But uh, really liked it. The visuals look great, and uh, I like Thor a lot anyway. So. It looks uh, very, very fun. I want to try to say his name because it's like, what, Titty? Yeah. Um, what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't know how to say the guy's name, but he's the guy from, he's the, uh, this guy from Flood of the Conquest. Yeah. You know, yeah. You yeah, know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Travis. Yep. That's true. He plays Travis, guys. <laughs> he plays Travis in Flood of the Concords. Um yeah, I saw the trailer for that, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, and it looked good, but I have not seen that. You've Same. seen that? I haven't seen it yet. It's, oh, on okay. my, uh, it's on Amazon Prime, so okay. I'm hoping to watch that soon. Very cool. looks like he's done a couple things with the guys from Flight. Yeah. So New Zealanders, um, they stick together, man. I tell you what, right? Right. So, oh, cool. So Cumberbatch is... Doctor Strange. Is, like, fully confirmed in it. Great. Yes. Great, 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 great. great. I have a feeling he's going to put Mjolnir back together. You think so? Mm-hmm. With a little time trick? Maybe you're with magic. 
Is he is the Sorcerer Supreme. Oh, good. Stan Lee's going to be in it. Good. Yeah. Well, he's rumored to be in it. Rumored. Yeah. He, yeah. Might, he might not be in this Meow. one. Lou Ferrigno, rumored for the voice of the Hulk. I, I think he's done some voice work for the Hulk in the past. I think for most of those it's movies. It's interesting he's still rumored. I feel like that's, <laughs> that's something that you don't need to keep the audience guessing for. Guys, it's okay. It's Lou Ferrigno. Wait, wait, we don't know, though. We don't know. You're going to have to come and see. You don't know. <laughs> come and see, guys. We don't know. We have oh no my idea. God. So, yeah, I was very pleased yeah, to no, see I, that. It, and I didn't expect that trailer to come out yet, so I was very excited. I, we definitely had a very – and I know a lot of people have, have compared it to this, but it had a very Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Galaxy feel to it. Yeah. Uh, and I actually really liked it. Like, the colors were a little bit brighter, um, and I don't know if – I mean, obviously, I, th- I feel like that was just how it was shot and then post-production work. It mm-hmm. was the the – visual tone and then the actual just feel of the movie just both of them felt a little lighter than what the other Thor movies had been and I I, I'm I'm digging it I I really I like it I think it it looks cool and of course you know Thor with short hair is pretty fucking cool too yeah I may have walked into my boss's office and been like hey what you doing cool uh so there's a new Thor trailer that just came (laughs) out and she's like oh yeah I go yeah I go you should you should check it out so she starts clicking away and she's like ooh Chris Hemsworth has short hair I'm like yeah Yeah, she's like, you know, looking at all the stuff. I told Kate Blanche, she's a huge movie buff. Yeah. Not necessarily like blockbuster movie butt, but like movie butt. But, um, you know, (laughs) so she loves a lot of those actors. So she was like, eventually watched it and she thoroughly enjoyed it. And then I I left. I'm such a disturbance at work. It's funny because I you just walk in, you drop your your you drop your distractions, and then you walk out. I do. A, I teach a um, a customer service one hundred and one uh, class, okay. and, and, and she and I share that class right now. So, like, I'm talking about you know as part of our company values. One of the things you need to do as part of one team, which is one of our values, is uh, you know really respect uh, your other team members' time. You know, and things like that. Makes and I go, sense. I go, for example, if I were to walk into Courtney's office while she was really busy and tell her demand that she watch a minute and 53 second trailer for Thor, maybe that's not good use of her time. Maybe I should consider what's going on with her. And <laughs> she, she said that in a class? Yeah. And she just starts <laughs> keeling over and she goes, that may or may not have happened. <laughs> and the time before I taught it, I go... Because I had gone into her office to talk to her about like how I'd gotten Rogue One, but I still haven't watched it yet because Jill... Didn't have time to watch it, and I want to watch it with her. Does she care about any of this, or do you just walk in and go, hey, here's the thing. We, we just we just shoot the shit all the time. <laughs> Look, so. you just walk in because you need to say things. You need to get them off. Ah, we're just, we're just you catching need to up. Talk. You know, yeah. Yeah, or honk, honk. <laughs> honk, honk. In case anyone's wondering, Justin is like grabbing fictional boobies when he's doing that. That is how, no, that is my mime for talking. That is terrifying how you were like, ah, yeah. Ah. So I... T- so I, was, I did the same thing in the previous class where I was like, I may have gone to Courtney's office and told her about how I bought Rogue One on digital you know, TV, but I couldn't get a chance to watch with my wife because she wasn't in the movie watching yet, but I still haven't watched it yet. Yeah, maybe I should respect her time a little bit more. See, the thing is, though, <clears throat> technically, you're, you're using those as work examples. So really what you're doing when you're going in there is you're just building stuff. For, you're building uh, material for the next class that exactly. you can then teach. Exactly. You're using real-world examples. Exactly. So really, this is all work-related. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. See, that's where you got to spend it. That is, that's how this works. Speaking of work, I want to do a shout-out to myself um, <laughs> because I feel like I earned it. Um, I feel like I really earned it. So uh, I had to do this presentation today for oh, some high-level yes. HR people. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, the infamous presentation. And uh, you know, as I said to you, I don't know if they give fucking awards for this, but I'm pretty sure I got one. <laughs> I should have got one because <laughs> I rocked that shit. So I had to give a presentation about our company uh-huh. and essentially be like, "Hey, where's the company right now? When where should it be in three years? And what's?" Basically, it was like an opportunity for us to go in and, and voice our concerns about some things that maybe aren't working right at the company. Sure. Which is a really cool opportunity. I've never had that in any other place that I've worked. It's it's a very honest approach for a yeah. company to have because a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of companies are will turn a, a blind eye to that and they don't want to hear it. And that's really cool that they uh, actually wanted the honest feedback. So I was I, I took it pretty seriously in a sense of like there's a couple <laughs> issues. I'll Sorry. get to I'll get to it. I know what you're uh-huh. laughing at. I took it seriously because I realized how how big of a deal this is. Sure. And I want to make sure I got my point across. But they said we should have a specific theme. So my theme was Super Mario Brothers. So I took a very serious topic through the lens of Super Mario Brothers. And holy shit. And let me tell you, uh, listener, 
Z. It's awesome. <laughs> Doug sent me, he messaged me at work when I was at my nine to five, and he goes, do you have PowerPoint? <laughs> I go, yeah. And he goes, check your email. <laughs> I was like, okay. And I logged into my email, and there sitting was the PowerPoint. I downloaded it, I opened it up, and it was I mean, I have no context for what you actually said with it, like what the ancillary material was or yeah. really what point you were making, but the general gist of the outline looks pretty fucking cool. The bones it? of the PowerPoint were pretty damn good. Yes. Yeah. The thing I love most was as soon as I brought it up, the chief human resources officer just goes, oh, dude, dude, dude. I'm like, I got it. I got, I got this. I pulled one of them in. She goes, oh, I wish I had my Nintendo DS right now. I'd be like, I'm going to win today. So, so yeah, how was it received? Cause you, it was extremely well received. Because wasn't it your brother or someone or Jill? Someone had said like. <laughs> My brother was like, good luck keeping your job. Right, exactly. I hope you have a job after. <laughs> yeah. So, did, so wait, it was I, well received then? Yeah, it was well received because uh, part of it was, and you know, I'm going to toot my own horn, you know. Um, I, I ran through it a couple of times. Uh, the concept was identifying and growing talent uh-huh, at the company. Uh-huh. Yeah, and yeah. that's really important to me because I've been in jobs as you and I were in a previous mm-hmm. job, where you enter and that's as high as you're going. Absolutely. That's it. There's nowhere else to go. That's it. That is what it is. And I fucking hate that. Right. More than anything, I hate that. So The minute you're hired, you're already hitting your ceiling. And I've seen that happen at the company that I'm at now where people are locked and they don't have anywhere to go. Sure. And that sucks. Yeah. And I hate that. So I just wanted to draw attention to it. So I, as soon as we got this notification that we had to do this, I was like, I immediately was like, Super Mario Brothers, <laughs> this has to be it. Because I was talking about you know, when you start, everyone's like a little Mario. You know, at the beginning of the game, yeah, you're a little yeah. Mario. But then over time, through experience and time and, and whatever, you grow big, yeah. like a big Mario. And you basically have the opportunity to master your role. But it's like, but where do you go from there? Because you can get all these other power-ups. You know, you can get the firepower. You can be Raccoon Mario. You can get Mario in a boot. Right. You can be Frog Mario. Frog Mario was a huge hit. Was he? Because... I talked about like growing them and stuff like that, and then I showed uh, World 1 from Super Mario Bros. 3. Yeah, go, Here's yeah. a screenshot of World 1 from Super Mario Bros. 3. Whoever doesn't know what this is. Okay. And I was like, you can take a look at this, and you know, let's assume this is like an operations department. I go, it's nothing. I, I go, it's, it's pretty vanilla. You know, people know what this is. It's entry level, you know, whatever. I go, but what if we've got a guy who's become a frog Mario, you know? Have you ever played Frog Mario on Super Mario Bros. 3? On land, he's terrible. He just hops along. He's really slow. He can jump really high, but who cares? It's not very good. He's not effective. I go, we got to get this Frog Mario where he's going to do the most damage and be the most effective. And I click the button. It goes to World 7. I go, this is World 7. <laughs> Super Mario Bros. 3. This is a water world. This is where Frog Mario really thrives. And I had a gif of him swimming. I go, if you played this game, you know Frog Mario is awesome in the water. He's agile. He can dodge. He goes super fast. I go, we got to get our Frog Marios into the water. See, the thing that (laughs) was the saving grace for you was the fact that you actually brought good points to it. Yes. Like, you could, it wasn't just, hey, guys, anyone remember Mario? (laughs) That was cool, right? (laughs) I'd rather be Come on, sing with me. Yeah, so, but you actually brought it, you related it back to something where it, it was a valid point yeah. of growing talent is a very, very crucial, very important aspect of a business. And one that does, quite frankly, I feel like get overlooked in a lot of companies. Yeah. And so you addressing that, but putting your spin on it, that, I mean, that was definitely the saving grace for you retaining your job. Because a part of me was like, you know, if there's no one that understands what I'm doing right now, this could be really bad. Right. But I was like, I'm pretty confident that I'm going to sell this one way or the other. Right, right. And I did. I could tell people were, like, really eating it up. And by the end of it, I almost just wanted to, like, you know, do, like, some, you know, super shuffle or something like that on my way out the door. Being like, I won. I won. I won. I won. I won. Yeah, right. Do dabbing or whatever the fuck. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, <laughs> I'm the best. So what do you think? what do you think would have been too far? Like if you, um, if you, if you, what do you think you could have gotten up there, hit the first slide and immediately gone, uh-oh, <laughs> just based it, off their faces. A picture of an old man spreading his butthole. I mean. LemonParty.org. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I, let me just address your attention okay, to this website. Okay, first, first things first, I want everyone to keep an open mind <laughs> and an open butthole. Am uh, I right? Uh, Look, guys, we, there's a lot of things we got to fit in here in ah! this next 15 minutes. 
So uh, you was know, it a fifteen minute presentation? Yeah, yeah. But like, what what would you have? You know, from a from a from a non non butthole insane perspective. Pers- yeah, from a non regular dog butthole perspective. <laughs> what what like? How do you how do you think? What do you think was the the? I mean, obviously you you tied it to a very real thing. What do you think was the the differentiating factor though between? What could have gone off the rails for you? Well, for me, you know I, I mean? think what could have gone poorly is if I just did all this and I just pointed out all the problems and then didn't have him like a solution. So you actually tied it into a, a legitimate, here's here's an a concern I'm raising mm-hmm. and then a possible way to solve it. Exactly. I, I talked about the life cycle of you know an employee and how we can measure how well we're doing. And I think what really drove it home was... Um, I talked about our ultimate goals, and I talked about like you know if if we're actually really truly identifying and growing talent at our company, people are going to be happy, they're going to be fulfill, fulfilled, and they're going to feel valued. Yeah, I go if you have that, and you have people that are growing and they're cross training, you're going to have excellently talented people at your company who, if they go from one department to the other, they're carrying that information, uh, all that experience with them into their new role. They're going to be more well rounded. I go then you're going to become a, an employer of choice. People are going to know that you're growing your talent internally. Yeah. You're going to drive more talent to you. You're going to get buy-in from everyone into the company values and everything like that. And we're going to achieve our mission, which is you know to service an exorbitant amount of unique locations, right. you know, for our company. And I go and really a lot of those bullet points I took from a lot of the new hire training where we have. Where we're like, yeah. here's our mission and our vision, and, and this is how we achieve it. I go, this is how we achieve it right. by doing this sort of stuff. And then, of course, I have, here's a fully realized Mario or fully realized employee. And if you make them a star, I go plus star. I go equals. It makes them invincible. Dun, 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 and I go, dun, dun, and if you dun, 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 guys have played this game, you know, if you get a star, and everyone was like, yeah, they started <laughs> nodding. I go, because if you get the star in the game, nothing can touch you. If you make them a star. Wow, Doug, that's honestly, all joking aside, really fucking It well, was on the border of well really done. lame and cheesy, but also awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then and I clicked the last one, which is a gif of Mario run down the flagpole and I played the so I feel like I brought it home there were some weaker points in there and I wasn't necessarily as concise or as clear as I probably could have been but um, all in all it was a win yeah everyone was like man that frog Mario really makes sense I was like ha ha I love the fact because for me frog Mario whenever I played was my least favorite power up well the thing for me is I was like I gotta use this at the I just hoarded all those power ups yeah it's like I gotta use this at the right time right I was like, you gotta, because another one I pointed out too was Hammer Mario, super fucking rare. Yeah, to become Hammer Mario because yeah. you get to throw fucking hammers. I'm like, and I noted that I go because I, I had all these different types of Mario's up there. I'm like, let's say that this Frog Mario is like an IT person, and Firepower Mario is, let's say he's like the operations guy. I go Hammer Mario. This guy's really rare. What if this is a unique? person that we've hired that we've identified that can be a, an emerging leader that we could really utilize that could shake up you the know, company. You know, someone who might have gone from like operations to training <laughs> and then like is giving a really cool Mario presentation. Right. I'm just spitballing, guys. Right. Unique, Unique. and talented. You'll never find another one like him. Another Doug. I- Doug, Doug, <laughs> Doug, yes, Doug. yes. <laughs> I did get a, like, I, and when I was done, I was like, any questions? I was like, there's no questions here. I got this. Uh, someone raised their hand. They're like, uh, how did you find SM, uh, the, the, the science, Scientology school? I almost said my company name. I didn't want to do that. Oh, I was, <laughs> I was like, whoa, what? Yeah. Why did Scientology How did you find go? the samosas? Well, they were out there and I drank them. Um, samosas. See what I did there? Cool. Anyway. I feel like samosas are... Yeah, yeah, whatever. Whatever, dude. Mimosas, samosas, you know, Moana. Who gives a shit? Exactly. Uh, But she's like, how did you find us? And I was like, oh, I found it on LinkedIn. She's like, cool. Really glad that that you're here. Nice. Really glad that we got you. And I was like, you're welcome. Everyone. And, like, my former boss was also there, too. And I was just like... I was like, do you get this? Do you get what I'm talking about? Because you don't get most things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like that person never played a video game in, in their life. Well, it's just it's funny because I'm sure this has happened to you at some just point in time where mean and boring, where you you meet someone and you just have so much not in common with each other. Yeah, and you're just like hitting these brick walls, and you're like, we just should just walk away from each other right now because this isn't going to work. That's how I felt with her on a personal level. Yeah, that's that's rough, man. Because that's we would talk about rough. TV shows that everyone's like, oh yeah, Westworld, and she's like, what's Westworld? I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Get out of this room. Or she's like, I watched the first episode and I thought it was dumb. I'm like, oh, 
you're done. We're Go done. hide in the lounge and watch soccer. We're done. Yo, just don't bring that up. Don't bring that up. <laughs> I'll get mad again. I got mad earlier this week when they asked me to tell the story. I don't want to get mad again. Yay. Um, but guys, I'm gonna make Doug oh, rage. I'm gonna God. make him rage. I just it's you are all it starts welcome. out. It starts out small and then it just builds as I tell that story. I get so when you angry. told Drew, I was a, I was oh. a, I was there when you told Drew and you oh. ended up in a full on scream storytelling. So, yeah, it happened again. They were, <laughs> we were telling the new people. I was like, I don't want. I don't want to. Do this again. It's I don't, so. Don't want to do this again, guys. If you don't know, the, my, one of my favorite things is if I can get Doug, if I can derail him and get him on a, on one of his tangents. I have won the day. I have given a Mario. Do you see why anger is my go-to thing in yeah. improv? Well, why not? Because right? it's easy. It's easy. It's like, oh, I'm going to be mad about this little thing. It's kind of fun. Drama is easier than comedy, right? <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, but like she just doesn't. She never really. Can, yeah, and it was the same yeah. thing. I had someone on my team uh, in the past, and I was like, first of all, generational gap. Sure, she was like sure. twenty two, thirty four, kind of a difference there. Yeah, and I just joked. I was like, we're only going to be seventy percent compatible here. Like this is a, that's the most we're going to get each other. Right. I was like, because I reference movies you've never heard of or never watched, which is like stuff like Jaws. Yeah. Or you know, you don't know the difference between Star Wars and Star Trek. Um, you listen to EDM music, okay? Good for you. I, I was like, we have nothing in common, absolutely nothing in common. Right? We're only gonna we're gonna max out at seventy percent. I like you. I think you're really nice. I like working with you. We're done. We're here. just we're but we're done. Right? Yeah. We're not gonna make small talk because the the thing will be like I'll say something and I'll turn to her and I'll be like, you see what that is is, and I would just assume that she didn't know what I was talking right, about. Right? Exactly. Really yeah. Condescending. Yeah. Or it was like uh, there's this other person. In HR, and we were going around a room and describing, you know, something about ourselves, like to some new hires, some high level new hires. And this girl goes, uh, "So, uh, <laughs> I go to a lot of weddings. You know, I'm really like I've been in so many weddings. And uh, if you if you ever need help crafting a wedding hashtag, I'm your girl." And I was like, "We're done. I've never met you. I don't ever want to speak to you." <clears throat> Can we take a quick pause here? Get out of the room. We're done. I was like. I don't, what's her name? Because I want to make sure we never talk again. What is a wedding hashtag? Because it's like hashtag. I want to say it, but I don't. Don't say it. <laughs> immediately, immediately, I understand what the wedding hashtag yes. is, and we can move past it. We can move past. I'm sorry. That's something a personal thing that I really shouldn't say on the air. So, but yeah, that's like you know. Yeah. It, and she's apparently been to so many. She knows how to create a nice wedding hashtag. And she said that, Jesus non-ironically, like serious, and then giggled. I was like, "Like this is what I want to turn into a career." And she's like, "I'm really good at this." And I'm like, "We're done here. Thank you." And I slowly backed out of the room. Like, nope. you just look at her and go, "Avengers." I was like, <laughs> and walk out. Just nope, nope. I just knew immediately. I was like, "You and I will have nothing in common. <laughs> <laughs> Not a thing." Yeah. No, I. I Look, I wish you all the best in this life. Just don't want to have anything to do with you. It just will not be in my vicinity. Yeah, I was like, I just summed I you up. It, Unfortunately, I summed you up real quick. Yeah, yeah, it's probably not fair, but I feel like I'm pretty accurate on a lot of it. I'm like, we have nothing in common. We, Goodbye. There are there are those people. Like you just you you meet them and you just you immediately know. This is not going to work. Has that happened We're, to you recently, or do you have a memorable moment where that happened? Oh my god! I mean. Yes, I'm trying to figure out how to speak to it ambiguously <laughs> enough to where if well, the person. Well, okay, so you ran to Travis. <laughs> ah, fuck Travis. Yeah, <laughs> let me tell you about fucking Travis, Doug. All right, let me tell you about this. Guy. Man, tell me about Travis. Let me tell you about fucking Travis over here. All right, this motherfucking prick over here. Right? He walks in the fucking office. Uh, no, I um, yes, at there was a place I worked at. Uh, We'll call McDonald's. We'll call it AD. We'll call we'll call and, it McDonald's. Yeah, there was a there was a dude who used to sit by the window at AD, and just would nonstop talk about movies and time travel and things. And I, was I like, bet he just drilled farts into his seat all the time too. <laughs> he did and just wouldn't stop. And I'm like, dude, I'm trying to get work, did, and you stopping me. I was like, dude, come over here, smell my chair. And I would. I don't know why I would do it, but I would do it. You and always hope for something better. I, I know. really. I'm there. like, maybe it's like like. Caramel, but it was never like caramel. And as you went down to sniff it, I, not maybe me, maybe somebody, Travis, would, Travis yeah. would just be like, I had cottage cheese for lunch. And he would go, Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. That's a dairy fart. Yeah. That is a dairy toot. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a lot of curds, large curd. That's a dude. Grade A, large curd, cottage dairy, cheese. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Um, God, I'm trying to think if there's like a, a, a recent one. Um, there is a guy. There is a guy at work who I just, and it's not. It's not me and him. It's him and everyone else. Like it just doesn't. I feel like I've, I might have told you about him. There, there is just a, such a such a the thing. The thing that that doesn't work with him mm-hmm. that 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 I drives me up a wall is there is this constant grab for attention, mm-hmm. throwing things around the desk. Ugh. Um, you know. <sighs> oh, that's just like. <sighs> What's wrong, Travis? You know. Uh, what? No, nothing. Nothing. Okay. <sighs> <sighs> Justin's being very dramatic with his movements and stuff. I mean, right it now. is. It, it's like you. You just want to go. Stop. 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 No. Stop. No one like, cares. You also want to be like. No one engage him. No. And I no do. one engage him. I will. So people will message me. We have this in, this internal messaging service, like uh-huh. like uh, we're this chatting service. So they'll message me and go. You think everything's all right with them, and I'll go under no circumstances because I'm I'm one of the senior <laughs> members of the department, so I'll I'll, I'll I, I have no power, but I'll I'll do my like with the with You're the authoritative other, with the other people. They know it's a I'm I'm joking. I'm like under no circumstances are you to engage with him. <laughs> like you just ignore what's happening. Let this ha- let this go. Let this go away because that is the only way it will go away is if no one addresses it, and it is fucking infuriating i mean just infuriating <laughs> and he and i will never have a social life together <laughs> and in in no possible scenario will we ever have a social life together isn't it just silly how you think about how many social situations you're forced to be in because of guilt or obligation yes those sorts of yes. things make me so angry the thing is the thing that i realized recently and it was not recently it's been about over the last I don't know, f- four years maybe, and it took me a, w- a really long time to get to this point. But I used to be very beholden to if the group was doing something, I had to be there, mm-hmm. and I felt like I was going to be ostracized or I was going to be talked about if I wasn't there. And like it was this, it was part FOMO, the fear yeah. of missing out, and it was part obligation and part embarrassment. If I was, mm-hmm. it was, it was just this weird cocktail of emotions, and. It took me a long time before I was actually comfortable to go, yeah, I'm not going to be there. And I just didn't go. Mm-hmm. And I did for a long time with with my group of friends or I guess I don't even – what used to be my core group of friends, which are now – they're still my friends. I just – I don't see them nearly as much as sure. I do maybe a few times a year. But there was a I – de- I definitely handled like a you've changed, man. Mm-hmm. You've changed. Like, well, I don't know what your what your deal is. You've changed, and it wasn't that I had changed. It was that I was choosing what I like. I I didn't feel obligated to be at everything. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I'll I'll come by if it's if I'm free, but if it's inconvenient, and then I'm I'm sorry, I'm just not going to come by. It's, it doesn't mean I don't like you guys. It doesn't mean I wouldn't bend over backwards to help you if you needed it. But I'm just not going to come by to this thing. Yeah, and it was—it's really weird to to say no to those social situations sure. at first until you really get your legs with it. Yeah, it's for me. It's a lot of um, a lot of what I want to do like makes sense to me, but I'm sure it comes off as me just being a commercially bastard. Sure, yeah. Like we're you know, uh, I feel that way about you all the time, right? Yeah, because um, it's just to me, it's it's weird. Like a good example was um, my mom went and had surgery on her knee and got her knee replaced. And where she went to go have surgery, apparently she had a close friend uh, whose husband owned a restaurant. And she was, she told Jill and I while we were down there, she's like, hey, um, these guys, you know, wanted to invite you over to have dinner at the restaurant. And I was like, no, that's weird. <laughs> and she's like, what do you mean? I go, I don't know them. I was like, the only connection from me to them is you, and right. I don't know them. Without you there, that's fucking weird. Let me ask, now, you, let me ask you this. Okay. Was... It implied or understood that you would have to have a full con- like you would be having dinner with them, or were you going with to the them. were you going to the restaurant with Jill and you two would just get a free dinner? I also don't feel good about that either. See, I would be okay. With that. <laughs> I would be <laughs> conversely, I would be okay with that. I think that's. I think the gesture was nice. It's like, hey, look, I know your mom's in surgery, sure, and I think that. Um, yeah, you know, I mean that's were, a really cool. Yeah, that's absolutely. a really cool gesture. Yeah. But I'm like, but I don't fucking know you, and I don't want to sit there and have dinner with you. 
and make at yeah. your restaurant. And if you're it's gonna pay for it, it's super weird. It's essentially a first date. Yeah, it's a double first date. Yeah. Super weird. My mom's like, "Well, fine, if you don't want to, I'll have to tell them that you don't want to." I'm like, "You tell wherever the fuck you want. I'm not going." Like, I tell them I'm sorry and I appreciate it, but I I'm not here to socialize right. with your friends, mother. Right. Like these are not my friends. These are your friends, and that's totally fine. Same thing, like when she came out of surgery, she's like, here's a list of people to call. I want you to call them and tell them that I'm okay. And I'm like, no, you call them when you get out because I don't know who these people are and I'm not going to call them and be like, hi, my name's Doug, son of, son of Cochran Chris. Yeah. Um, she's comma Chris. She's, uh, she's out of surgery and she's fine. Don't ask any follow-up questions (laughs) because I don't know who you are. (laughs) Farewell. You know, like, no. So I Will never, she be a canasta? Don't know. Don't know. But what about my canasta game? Don't know. Don't care. Canasta! Nope. Don't care. Stop asking. And like, so my mom, when she got out, she goes, did you call everyone? And I just like looked at her and I go, no. I didn't. She goes, why not? I go, yeah, didn't didn't feel right. Didn't feel right for me to love call it. them. I love that. And then apparently she's like, well, someone tried to call the hospital because they were so worried. I was like, look, I'm not trying to diminish what happened here. You went through major surgery, but it's on your knee. This ain't open heart surgery. This ain't brain surgery. Your fingers work? Yeah. Your mouth works. It's like, call that's, call I was yourself. just like, look. Call yourself. I was like, look, you and I are having a conversation right now. You can call them. Right. That, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that and that wasn't trying to be mean. I was just like, no, look. It, you're pulling the dramatics back a little bit. Well, for, for me, it was just like, I don't know who these people are. Sure. So I think it's weird for me to cold call these people to tell them right. a message. Right. I might as well be like, hi. Please, you know, come out to vote for from Chris Cochran on November eighth. Right. Like, I'm not doing that. I don't know who they are. Right. It's weird. If I knew who they were, are that'd you be a registered different. Democrat? Right. Yeah. Oddly enough, my brother was at the bottom of the list. Thought that was kind of weird. I was like, I'll call him. Right. <laughs> Done. I'll call him first. Mom, I amended your list. I moved Doug. I, I moved Dave to the top, and I nixed everyone else. Yeah. I was just like. Uh, those are the kinds of things where, like, it's and we've talked about this before. Like having that moment where you tell your parents no, where you realize, and it's still a still weird, weird. Where where you realize, look, I'm 33. Yeah, I'm the age that Jesus was when he died. Um, this is just saying. This is this has been my holy birthday. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> no, I uh, at 33, you even still, I sit there and think. You you feel obligated to say yes and whatever happens like you're you you fall in line and whatever it is but then you were like nah look I am I am I'm a fucking adult like it's and it's weird I talked to Beth about this the other day and do you feel do you feel like I don't feel and Beth agrees too I, I I'm pretty sure she said she agrees to this that I don't want to speak for her but that I feel like the the adult switch hasn't been flicked on. Do you know what I mean? Like I know I'm 33. I'm well into adulthood. I'm smack dab in the middle of it. Any anyone 13 or 14 or 15 would look at me and go, "You're old." Like I I get it. But I still in my head, I'm still 22, 25. Mm-hmm. It, I don't have this mentality of when I was this age, when I was that age and I looked at my parents who were 35, 40 years old, I was like, "Oh, you guys are like adults. You're doing that shit." Yeah, and it and I still don't feel like I'm doing it, even though I'm paying my taxes, I'm going to work, I'm getting my, I'm, I'm, I'm surviving on sure. my own. I still don't feel that uh, that that quote unquote adult feeling. And I don't know. I wonder if now I'm looking back and going, I wonder if my parents ever felt that. I wonder you can ask if, my me if they feel it now. That's what I'm saying. Like, do you do you think that it's it's weird? To go, no, I am an adult, and kind of we're peers at this point. Like you can't really tell me what to do anymore. Yeah, you can be pissed that I say no, but that's tough. Yeah, and it, like it's a very surreal way to get. It's a very surreal thing to wrap your head around. It is odd. Do you feel the same way about being an adult? Uh, I am an adult because I bought a minivan. So end of discussion. <laughs> so yeah, I am an adult. It's official. <laughs> The, the time you guys thought about buying a condo, no. The time nope. that you got married, no. No. Nope. The time that you had a kid, no. No. Nope. But the minivan. It's official. We're that's an adult. it. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, I, I, I think about this. I definitely feel more adult-like, especially when I'm having a kid will put you in that mind frame real fucking quick. I'm 
I'm but, sure that will, yeah. Um, but I'm with you. Like it's it's the sort of thing is like you never really you know it's like being in high school and you're a freshman. You're like God, the seniors they look so old or right. they seem so old. You get to be a senior and you're like God, these freshmen look so fucking young. Right. And then you go to college. You're like, oh, these college kids they seem so old. And then you come back to college a couple of years later. And you're like, you guys look like fucking children. You're idiots. Yeah. And you're like. Oh my god, that's how I was. Like that's how I looked, and you know, because I hung around a lot of college kids when I was young. Because I was a, I was cool. Well, no, I mean, uh, uh, but my dad was. That's right. I college- it naturally. <laughs> yeah, gross. Um, my dad was a college track coach, so yeah. I was around college kids a lot. And I was always like, man, these kids always seem old. Like they got their lives together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you reach that point, and you're like, nah. You just kind of like <laughs> I kinda, know jack shit. It right happens, now. but then you block it out, and yeah, then before yeah. you know it, you're like you're in your 30s, and like you said, you're taking care of yourself. There was this hilarious cracked article that talked about. Um, like one of the things things that happen in life, and one of the things was like no one ever really tells you like you're an adult, right? It just you yeah. graduate high school, you graduate college, no one walks up to you, hands you a <laughs> diploma, and your official adult Congratulations, card, shakes yeah. your hand, takes your picture, and says, "Hey, welcome, you're an adult." Right? Like it just sort of happens. You slide into it. it you do. It's like all of a sudden, you know, because it kind of happened to me when I moved to Chicago. I, uh, my dad was still helping me out with money because I was going to grad school. Yeah, 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 Jill yeah. got her first job, and we were you know trying to pay rent yeah. and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, I got a job, and I was so thrilled because I'm like, I don't have to take money from my dad anymore. And then all of a sudden, I'm paying rent. I do taxes on my own for the first time. Right. And then I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I took out my own student loans. Right. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, fuck. When you sit there and realize that no one's there to bail you out if something fucks yes. up, you're just like, oh, wait, this is all on me? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, and it kind of I, I kind of felt that a little bit in college. It was more relieving, like, hey, I can do whatever I want, right, right. you know, but in a constructive way. Whereas, and that's why that that dynamic is weird, because when I go home or something like that, and my mom's like, you know, or whatever, anyone asks me something, I'll do something. It's like whatever, it's fine, I'll help you out. But there's certain things where I'm like, yeah, no, right, I'm not right, okay yeah. with that, and I'm not going to do that, and that's just what we're going to have to do yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I don't. And I don't that, like that. And I will say this: and if if they are listening, um, I say this lovingly, mm-hmm. and I say this neutrally. Um, my dad adopted that way earlier than my mom did. Yeah, my dad for a long time was was the same way, where he was just like, you know, look, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you what to do. Yeah, you know, and I I, I distinctly remember as a teenager, even him saying, wow. like, I'm not gonna tell you what to do. Like you, you, you figure it out. You fuck up. You. You learn from the fuck up. You own it and learn from it. And you move on. And like he's like, that's what... And I think he had a certain point... uh, He had a certain amount of, you know, um, autonomy when he was younger. And that passed through to his parenting style. Mm -hmm. And my mom has always been a little bit more, um, you know, list-based. And things need to kind of line (laughs) up. And uh, there is a a rhyme and a reason to, you know... um, Spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Um and and there so there's 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 always been a little bit more of I'm still my mom's child yeah. mentality went on longer than it did with my dad. I'm not sure. my dad. My dad treated me a little more like an adult. And this is not a again. This is not a. Uh, I'm not coming down on anyone here, but yeah. he definitely had that. Look, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Sure, I'm not going to control you. When I went when I moved down there for college, it was <clears throat> you don't have a curfew. Just be respectful of everyone else in the house. Like, you know, you come yeah. in at 2 a.m., don't come in guns ablazing, you know, like drunk off your ass, falling over shit. Like, just, you know. Yeah. If you bar from the floor, clean it, clean it up. <laughs> Remember that other people live here and that we have shit going on. Yeah. You know, and I was, that's, that always, so that, that always kind of resonated with me. Um, but I still never fully appreciated what it meant to, you know, be responsible for your own shit. Sure. Yeah. No, I kind of had a similar thing like in college when I realized that computer science wasn't going to work out for me because, you know, math. And I remember... Whoa! <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. What? Yeah. You you poo-pooed math? I got through I got through calculus one. I got a C. And I was like, you're telling me I have to go through calculus two <laughs> as well as other math classes? I'm like, I'm fucked. There's no way. But let me, let me put this out there. And this could have just been... A one-off. This is Justin thing. bearing the lead. Here we go. I'm just saying, I failed biology. <laughs> biology 101. And I have sex all the time. And so. I know where the penis goes. <laughs> Checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I failed biology in college at, at the Dirty Bird at Blackhawk. Uh-huh. Right? I failed. I failed biology, and I went, uh-oh. 
Yeah, well, I got a D. Sorry, I didn't get. An, I didn't fail. I just didn't get a passing grade. <laughs> I didn't pass, but, but I, I needed fail. a science credit. Uh-huh. So the only thing that was available the next semester that I could get into that fit my schedule was genetics. Uh huh. Uh oh. I think right? you tell me about this. And I aced it. I literally got an A. Nice. Fucking figure that one out. So you might not have had trouble in calculus, too. Uh, the whole concept of calculus was lost on me. I'm just me. saying, you might have aced it. And I hated that class, too, because it was like we would be assigned a problem like for the next class, and we had to present it to the class and like explain how we solved it. And I oh, was fuck like, that. No, never mind. Fuck that. I was like, I don't like this at all. I would, just, I would go to a guy that lived in my floor, and I'd be like, dude, can you please explain to me how this works? I don't fucking understand any of this. Like, I just, it didn't make sense. And I remember calling my dad and I go, Dad, I can't do computer science. Like, what am I going to do? And he's like, ah, you'll figure it out. And I was like so distraught at the time. I was like, what do you mean? Like, what should I do? He goes, I don't know. Answer me. I wanted him to answer me, but that was the best moment because, and I realized it shortly thereafter where he's like, I'm not going to decide your future. He's like. Forced you to make a thing for yourself. He's like, I don't know. The thing I think most about him was he's like, I don't know what you like or what you're really good at. Like, you're going to have to be the one that decides how to do that. And I was like, uh, I don't know what you like. I'm an absentee parent. I don't know you. <laughs> Why are you erase this number? Who who is this? <laughs> but it was like uh, that's one of those things where I was like, wow, like, and that's got to yeah. be really tough as a parent too to be like, hey, look, because I'm sure he had opinions. Yeah, but he was he was strong enough and wise enough to go. I'm not telling you. He was always he was like that in general. My parents were a lot like that, where they were very much like, hey, look, do what you want to do. Yeah, and they yeah. were like. Go wherever you want to go. Right. Whatever interests you, go go forth and do that. And it was just tough because I was like so sure that computer science was going to be my thing. And I really still to this day kind of wish that it was, that I figured it out because goddamn. You'd be making mint. Goddamn is there a market out there for that shit. And I was like, fuck. I Kids. I couldn't put it together. A, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. <laughs> so why are you here? But B. Get into computers. <laughs> That's 100% true. I was Absolutely. reading an article about how coding is going to be the next blue-collar job. Absolutely. Because there's a lot of that sort of like, and I hate to use this word menial, but there's a lot of busy work with coding these days. Oh, my ha- God. Stuff yes. has to be maintained. Absolutely. And there's this great picture of like a guy like dressed up like a coal miner or some sort of miner, and he had like cut through a wall, and there was a whole bunch of people in an office coding. It was like, this is the new blue-collar job. But I was like, oh, shit, that makes so much sense. Yeah, absolutely does. As time comes on. And I love it because I've also seen, like, apps and toys that mm-hmm. are related to coding. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. There, was, there was some sort of, uh, it was almost like a Lego-like thing that you could build and then you could program it to do. We went over this uh, on the... Uh, we did, didn't we? C, uh, yes. CES, CSE? Yes. Consumer Electronics Show. CES, yes. yeah. That's right. We both, we were on there. Episode, Everyone, yeah. You guys were here with us too. Right. Sorry, I had a brain fart. Kids, you remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like... It, it, that's the Why kind are of you stuff still here, where, kids? <laughs> that's the kind of thing where I was like, shit, that makes so much sense. Yeah, absolutely. And a part of me was you like... get them young. Yeah. Because essentially it's like a, it's another language and we might have discussed this too. It's, it's like... Talking about logic. Right, absolutely. Yeah, like, it's a puzzle, and they're figuring it out. The best place to learn languages, the best time, is when you're younger. So teach them the language of coding. Teach them computer languages yeah. because they're going to pick it up easier. Exactly, and it's so important to know that stuff nowadays. Yeah. And I look back and I'm like, fuck, Doug, I wish you would have been it. Because the man. passion was there, the knowledge. Same thing, second time that happened to me was in right. grad school with music business and The producing. mind is willing, but the body says no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. was producing. I was like, I so want to work either at a label or be a producer. And I was like, I, I ain't got this, man. <laughs> I can't. I can't do this. Like, I, the I, thing I felt is, the I think overwhelming you done, fear. You, you might not have done... Uh, a good job. A good job. You might have <laughs> been a bad guy on the street. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> no, you, you might not have uh, been an actual... Um, engineer or or producer because you you had said yourself like you needed to know hey you're playing this wrong or do it this way and know a lot of instruments also really wasn't good with the equipment either right so the engineering route went out for (laughs) you out the window plus math yeah right right? it's a whole shitload of math there too but i feel like you could have done the sales side of it you could have done the you could have done the actual label like the executive side of the label industry yeah maybe i feel like you could have yeah, and I'm glad I didn't either because that went down the shitter real quick. Agent? You could have been an agent? Oh, man. The, the music industry in general is just kaput. Like, I don't know. You think so? 
We need to have an exec on. Someone in the music industry. Actually, I know a guy. Cool. I got a guy. I got a guy. I don't. He probably wouldn't come anyway. But um, but I, it's just one of those things where I would love to talk about that because yeah. it's, I feel like that it's one of those things where it was very – I liked music. It's right. just like I liked computer science because right. I liked playing computer games. Right. And I really love music. And I like computers, yeah. I was like, I like to play games. I'll do computer science. Right. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but like, even with like the music side, I stuff, like, like fireworks, Doug. But I'm not going to go be a firework <laughs> maker guy. <laughs> I like sausage. I just don't like to watch it be made. Right. You know? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> but it was one of those things where you know I was so fascinated about the industry. Like, if you talked to me ten years ago. I would have talked your ear off about what was going on in the industry. I know I knew so much yeah. about everything that was happening, about the trends and everything like that. I was all over it. And then eventually I just kind of lost the passion for it too, where I got to the point where I'd done a couple music supervision jobs, and then I was like, yeah, you got to move to L.A. I'm like, nah, fuck that. I'm not moving to L.A. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. I'm like, why don't you want to go? I'm like, I don't feel like it's necessary. They're like, well, you got a network. I'm like, nah, fuck that. I don't want to do that. You were just, that was it for you. I was like, why do I need to pick up and move? for? And a practical Doug was like, this is the stupidest equation I've ever heard, which is pack up and move to be a music supervisor. When you don't have a music supervisor position, you've done some small stuff, which is fine. Toot your horn. But you're going to move out to L.A. where there's a million people doing this shit. Right. And you're going to somehow break in. Like, but no. at the same time, Practical Lug should have said that is the only way to go about it. Like, that's the that's, logical and way. And that's why the other side, Doug, was like, yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah. It's not worth it to move out there. I don't like it out there. I don't want to live out there. And I don't want to have to deal with all that sort of stuff. Interesting. I was like, so that, especially well, the nature of the work, I do it from home. The I call thing, people and email people. Right. Like, I was like, but again, it's the other side of it, too. You have to meet people. So very, very, very true. You've got to, you've got to be going out finding new talent, figuring out you know meeting the the executives, the artists, the managers, the agents, the you know all these. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the thing is though that because you didn't want to go out there, that was that was your indicator that it wasn't exactly your, that you, too. You're like, look, if I don't have, it, someone said this to me. If my response isn't awesome, where's a plane ticket? Then that's not your passion, and I think and I recognize that too. Yeah. When someone said that, I was like, "That's probably going to be it." Yeah, and then mm. all that, but the more that I worked on it, I also kind of was like, "God, this is kind of annoying." It took the magic away from it. Well, it was fun the first project I did, and I did it on a couple other projects, and it just got to the point where I was like, part of me felt like I'm like, I feel like I'm fucking something up. But um, the other part was the just fake like, until you make it mentality. Yeah, and I mean, I was very grateful. Um, to Chris Charles and John Bosher, and they they let me in on you know yeah. this project that they were working on. It was a big deal. I but mean, you felt you, the whole time you're like, I feel like something. This is none of this is legal. Well, <laughs> you guys are going to have a lot of issues on your hands because I didn't. Good do luck. That. But I also hated like negotiating this this stuff because you know I'm of two minds on this. Like I feel like an artist should get a fair shake. Yeah. For what for whatever it is that they're doing, and so when I see people going, hey. Looking for music to put into film and can't pay you. Right. Don't have a budget for music, but it's great exposure. Or hey, band, come play for these two thousand people. It's great exposure. I'm like, fuck you. You know, if you have, you know, talent and skills, you should be compensated for your talent and skills. I wholly agree. So a lot of the time too is like when we would go and ask for, um, you know, we didn't have much of a music budget. We had some, and we were using kind of some of these obscure. Um, uh, blues songs and stuff like the that. The ones you could afford. We had a great deal with a local label called Alligator Records, and they were awesome to us. They okay. were super cool, yeah. and they found they found they were very reasonable. The one we tried to use was a Buddy Guy track. It was a relatively unknown Buddy Guy track, and fucking it was Sony. I think they just they were like twenty five grand. I'm like. I don't fuck you. Twenty five yeah. grand for, because I kind of get it on their end because if they don't get this money and the film is like a sleeper somehow and a hit, breakout success, yeah. they fuck themselves. Right, right. right but at right. the same time, I'm like, it's a fucking independent film. We right. don't have that much money. Right. And then because when it comes to copywriting or getting stuff cleared, you have to get it from the person who owns the master and the person who owns the publishing. So I had the master with Sony. They're like twenty five grand, and then they had some. sort I can't remember what it was called. It was some sort of clause that basically meant if um, if someone else, if the other side offers more, then we're going to match that automatically. And I was like, "That is such horseshit." I was like, "You guys are are the fucking worst." Yeah, I was really like, are. "That's such shit." Yeah. So then I went to the publishing yeah. side, and it was a the people who owned the publishing. It was a university, 
in Memphis, Tennessee. Seriously? Some off. I wouldn't even say university. It was like some random college had the publishing rights. It's a guy in a house. And they said the same thing. They uh, they said oh, it'll be six thousand dollars or whatever this term was. And when or I came back, the other people said, "Yeah." And when I and I was like, "You guys are asking fifty grand That's to insane. use this," and I was like, I, "I remember I went to the the publishing people. I go and I was very honest. I go, how often do people contact you for to use the rights for this? Yeah, like Sony." Has the, the the negotiating power to ask for this? I go, you guys don't, right? Yeah, I was like, we will we will pay you six thousand dollars, and you can either take that or you can leave it. Wow, good for you, man. And they were like, we'll take it. I was like, thank you, right? Because I was like, you guys are some no name college, Getting way too fucking. And big somehow you guys own this publishing for this obscure track. Yeah, I'm going to give you six thousand dollars, and not only that, but communicating with them was brutal. And, trying to yeah. get in touch with anyone at this yeah. college. So you guys ended up. Paying the we twenty five grand. We paid twenty five grand. Woo, baby! Yeah, it was tough, but it was like Sony, Hot, and, and they weren't and they weren't going to back down. Oh no! It. Well, and you can't make them back down. Absolutely. And I was just like, but and, at and, the same but they time, asked like, what they asked for? And I go six thousand, and they're like, okay, we're going to stick with twenty five. And, and even then, they were like, can you whittle them down? I'm like, I don't, I don't have any leverage here. Can you whittle? Wait, which side asked if you could whittle the other side down? Uh, the the guys on the movie were like, can you whittle down Sony? I'm like, no. Oh, oh, the guy. Yeah, you're like, I was like, I have no. I have no negotiating power here. It's Sony guys, you know, because that's and what they always and ask we're not, for. We're not Paramount. Like. And what they ask for is they go, "What's your budget?" Because they're going to ask for a percentage of what <laughs> yeah, your budget absolutely, is. Absolutely, yep. Because if we're like fifty million, then they're going to be like, ask for like two or three percent of yeah, whatever that is. Absolutely, yeah. And it's like God. These, some of this shit is like it's completely it's arbitrary. So, it's so shady, yeah. Because yeah. we, you know, our film was like it was maybe one to two million dollars, right. which is pretty impressive for an independent film. Yeah, and. You know, it's like if we went to them, we're like one to two million, and they're like twenty five grand. But if we were like you know a hundred million, they'd be like, well, we want you know three million. I was like, how did this? this, How did that jump up? That doesn't make sense. Right. It kind of does in the sense of the distribution, sure, where it's going to be going. But I'm like, this is the same song. How do you put a price tag? Right. At the same time, if I walk into a McDonald's and I order a Big Mac, Uh I'm not going to pay five dollars for it in one place and go and pay. $20 $20 at the next place, that next place can go fuck themselves. Or they're going to be like, wait, it's $5, but if you go to this other place, we're going to charge you whatever that is right. going to be. What? No. Yeah. Yeah. 20 bu- oh, we're 20 bucks too. It's like, fuck you. I'm going to That's Arby's. collusion. That's collusion. That's some sort of collusion stuff. That's bullshit. You know what's not bullshit? The throwdown. It's the throwdown. 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 Hodor. Hodor. <laughs> so, today's throwdown. I feel like I want to. You're like I got nothing. <laughs> I want to. So thanks for listening, guys. Um, today's the round between a weird college in Memphis and Sony. Now, um, Sony crushes them. Crushes them. I feel like I want to honor your presentation. Oh, thank you. And I'm going to do Fire Mario. Ooh. Versus the ever rare Hammer Mario. Ooh, this is good. Um, Begin! I feel like Fire Mario has better range. Right, because this fireball can just kind of I think it continues. Go. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't it, think it fizzles. I don't think it fizzles. So it goes to the end of the screen. And I feel like the the hammers go in an arc. Right. So already Hammer Mario's at a disadvantage. He's at a disadvantage. However, I will argue, I will argue in his favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're moving back and forth uh, and releasing a shitload of them, it's really hard when it's raining down hammers in a very un like in an unmeasured arcing pattern. Yes, it's very hard to time that and get past that shit. That is a good point. So especially I, if he's jumping too, he can change the angle of the that's arc. True. So so really, what it boils down to is can Hammer Mario's hammers reach Fire Mario? Right. And Without Fire Mario dodging. Okay, and then I guess we kind of have to set the stage. So what? I'm assuming they're in a Mario. They're underwater. Level. <laughs> Frog Mario wins. <laughs> Frog Mario comes in and just is like, I can breathe underwater. <laughs> you both just drowned. <laughs> Fire doesn't work underwater. <laughs> yes, it does. Shit. <laughs> um, no, I, I feel like it's um, it's like a standard like level one sort of world where Absolutely. there's got to be some sort of elevation. I see. I see two tiers of there's there's. Um, there's a line of five uh, bricks, mm-hmm. another line of five bricks mm-hmm. next to each other, mm-hmm. and above that, it's three bricks and three bricks. Gotcha. So, so on either tier, side. On either side, 
There is, yeah, there's five bricks and then five bricks on the same level. Okay. And then above that, there's three bricks I feel like there should be something in the middle, too. They should be able to cross over. There's a warp tube. A warp warp tube in the middle. Where's the warp take you? Sorry, it's just a tube. Just a pipe? Yeah. It's a pipe, not a tube. Sorry, Doug. There's a big difference. Because I feel like... It's a pipe that has a, a flower coming out of it. A chompy flower. Because the the way I have the, the way you had to set up, I'm it, get I, I still think um, I still think Fire Mario has the advantage because he doesn't have to go towards. Actually, no, fuck that. There's yeah. just there's just a crevasse. A crev- What? There's just a pit. There's just a, there's an open there's an open pit. There's no there's no because that it's harder for Fire Mario to get his fireballs over. Ah, I like this over a pipe. So with the crevasse. Both both the hammers and the fire can will go down the 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 crevasse. How big is it? Is it are you able to jump over it? Yes, it's jumpable. Okay, you you have to get a run, it's a running jump though. Okay, you can't just stand and jump. You got to get a running jump. <sighs> That's actually a good point because Mario fires fire fireball Mario fires straight down and then it bounces. It bounces exactly. So for him. He'd if, want if, he'd if, want to get up on the third on the the three block tier the, that gives and let him the best across, and yeah. have it try to bounce across and then in that case the hammer Mario could just get up and he would never get touched theoretically by the fire Mario but his hammers won't necessarily Make reach up, right fire Mario so he's got to close the gap but if he closes the gap he's got more of a chance of hitting getting hit by a fire because fire Mario is going to be aiming down where he is but right. I think those are easier to dodge. You've had you've set yourself up with a lovely throwdown. I want to I want to highlight you. Thank let's, you. Let's celebrate you, you for this moment. This is a good one. I like this a lot. So, ooh. So here's what I would say. I feel like Fire Mario's fireballs are easier to dodge. Correct. I would agree. They also. How many is he firing at a time? Because that was something like I Can't think. Did you do three at a time? Is that what it is? I don't know. I I feel like I remember like I f- hit like bloop bloop bloop. I remember I remember hearing a three count before, and then one of them had to disappear before you. Could yeah, I was one. like, there was something like one of them had to disappear before you could continue firing. I th- I think I could be wrong, but yeah, I, that well, let's say three. Okay. And now the hammers, though, I feel like you can just unleash hell on I those. I think those are yeah. just, or at the very least, you can shoot three or four like in quick succession right. into the air at strange arcs. I feel like I'm favoring Hammer Mario here just for the sake of if he can even come close right. to getting to Fire Mario, yeah. his arcs are just going to be devastating. Yeah. Well, I also I also am basing this off of the fact that the fucking Hammer Brothers mm-hmm. were my nemesis. I hated I those guys. I hated them. You basically never... had to run in there. You couldn't let them start their routines. No, yeah. yeah you, you, had had to get, you had to get under the first one or you were done. You were yeah. toast. And so based off of how much I hated that <laughs> section of that level... I really want to favor fi- uh, Hammer Mario right now. Yeah, I kind of would do the same. I feel like Fire Mario definitely has quick shots, mm-hmm. but I think he's limited by having to be above. That doesn't mean that he couldn't hit him when he was down low on a lower level, but I feel like Hammer Mario has so much jump. variable in its in its attacks. Yeah. You that can it move kind back of, and forth, up and down, changes where the art it, goes. It yeah. poses more of a problem yeah. for Fire Mario. So I think I'm going to go with Hammer Mario. I, have to, I feel like I'm going to do Hammer Mario too. All right, dude, that was a good one. Thank you. That was a fun one. I feel like that was that was fun. Yeah, that was excellent, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and uh, reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Who would win in a duel, uh, in a throwdown, uh, Fire Mario or Hammer Mario, based on our, uh, you know, our very, scientific, our breakdown. scientific breakdown, and uh, our you know obvious, very uh, deliberate layout. Our scientific analysis. Scientific analysis. So, um, do you have anything you want to shout out? This week, Justin? Yeah, I don't have a recommendation, but I do just want to say to a, uh, a listener, uh, Josh, uh, I know he and his family are going through some tough times right now, and I would like to uh, just have all of our listeners put out some good vibes for him. And Josh, we got you in our thoughts, and we love you. Right on, Josh. Thank you for listening, bud. It's always great to have you. I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, Mr. Salmon. He's uh, a good man. He's been listening to our stuff at, uh, at my place of employment. He enjoys uh, our podcast, and I appreciate him listening. He was talking to me today about our, our Iron Fist thoughts and how ah. he's trying, struggling to get through, and he goes, man, I just keep thinking back to your guys' podcast <laughs> about how no one would say this sort of thing in real life. It doesn't make sense. And I've got, I think I'm on nine now. 
You're I mean, past me. I mean, I, if they're I, nine, and I tried to sneak watch some past I, Jill, and yeah. Jill was like upset. I was like, I th- I don't want to put you through this. Wait, wait, she was upset. She wants to see it. That's why I, I was like, look, I felt bad. I felt like I was pushing you into this. Yeah. And I feel like I needed to just watch it on my own. She's like, no, I, I I'm like, all right. She's like, Doug, I'm fucking invested now, you motherfuckers. Like, I was like, I just want to get through it. I, so <laughs> I I will say this. Um, I have had a few times where I'm like, well, I'm watching the next one. Like yeah. there there have been a few cliffhangers where I'm curious. Uh, things have gotten for me a little bit more watchable. I've I've fallen into the flow of it. I think what was wrong for me was that I was expecting Daredevil. Yeah, and because I f- I remember feeling similar on Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, where like the first few episodes I was like, okay, I got to get used to this new format. This one has been really rough, but I feel like I'm starting to slide into it. In episode nine, in episode <laughs> nine of thirteen, of 13. yeah. The other thing, though, is that that doesn't go away. The <laughs> I can't believe no one would say this. That doesn't stop. Yeah. Because there's plenty of times where I'm like, that's not believable. <laughs> that's not believable. This isn't how this works. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's yeah, that is what it is. But, yeah, uh, Salman, thank you for listening. We always appreciate it. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it. Guys, I'm on a new improv team. Huzzah! Yeah. I'm Congrats, on a team buddy. called Recess. Uh, and we play at the Playground Theater. And uh, I'll go ahead and say it too. My first show is going to be Friday, April 28th at 8 p.m. at the Playground Theater. Uh, it's going to be weird. <laughs> it's going to be weird uh, playing uh, for how folks lo- again. How long has it been since you've played with a group? Do you count the audition I did a couple weeks ago? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, full on played. Oh, my God. In front of an audience. Oh, Jesus. In front of an audience. Oh, that's... Well, uh, improv, well, because I did conservatory through, I think, May of last year. Okay. And then so almost before that, then. straight improv was uh, Chicago Improv Festival last year. Oh, good Lord. So uh, it's been a while. Which was when? Was that? I think it was in, I think it was in April, late okay. April. So, so we're talking almost a full year then. Yeah, it's been a while. So uh, there you go. this is a great group. Um, we do a couple, two shows a, a month. We also do a show at Lurie's Children's Hospital. That's obviously not open to the public, but just something I like to announce because I think it's fucking awesome right. that uh, they give back to the community. So, so congrats, man. Thank you. It'll be good to be back in the swing of things, so I'll be promoting some shows, uh, and hopefully, you know, maybe as I get to know some of my other teammates, bring them on the show. That'd so be you fun. guys get to meet them That'd and be see how fun. everything goes. So, yeah, April 28th at the Playground Theater. Uh, Recess will be playing, so at 8 o'clock, come check us out. So, uh, come find Mind Gap on Facebook. We have a page. Uh, let us know what you think about... Uh, <laughs> let us have a page. Let us have a page. Uh, let us know what you think about our throwdowns. Let us know what you think about the episodes. We're always welcome to feedback. Uh, we've had some really great uh, uh, communiques with some with some great fans, so we appreciate that. You can also find us on Twitter at Mind Gap Podcast. And Justin has a website, but more importantly, has a company website. That's true. You can find me online at justinstrandland.com. I'm going to try to figure out what the hell I want to do with that site <laughs> now that the podcast is moved. I feel like you should retitle the website to something uh, like kind what? of punny. Well, well, you know? let's discuss that off mic, maybe. Yeah, maybe. We can, we can uh, okay. we'll brainstorm it. We'll come up with some ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Like Strandland. Yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. The yes. funnest place in Chicago. Uh... <laughs> You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. Um, uh, TwoEast8th.com is where you can find this podcast, as well as the other one I do with Milos kind of every Monday. <laughs> um, most most Mondays. Mondays. Yeah. There we go. Uh, that's the best bar podcast ever. And uh, while you're in the online realm, subscribe to us on uh, iTunes and Stitcher and review us and subscribe to us. Let us know how much you love us. And if you don't love us, then, you know, pretend that you love us because there's no kind of love like pretend love. That's that's what I learned from my parents. It sounds really bad. <laughs> that's the note we're going to end on, guys. <laughs> love you. Pretend. Mind Gap Podcast.